Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Time to uh, look outside our borders to find out what's going on in other parts of the world. Jonathan de Burke Butler uh, joins us once again. Afternoon, John. Sean, how are you getting on? Uh, right, Singapore. Uh, we're going to go to uh, first, and uh, uh, no more horse racing in Singapore, but maybe not for the reasons people might. Uh, conclude. Well, indeed, yeah. yeah. No more ha- uh, horse racing there. As you can imagine, it was very popular for a period of time, given its connections to the British Empire and all of that. And indeed, the Queen visited on no fewer than two occasions during her life, specifically to the Singapore Turf Club, which is the last race course uh, in Singapore, or will be on the 5th of October, October 2024, when it hosts the 100th Grand Singapore Gold Cup for the final time. Um, there's a few reasons why it's happening. Uh, one reason is because horse racing isn't as popular as it used to be. Mm. Uh, but the main reason, I think, really is because they're handing the land back, all 120 hectares of it, to the government in 2027 for redevelopment, specifically for the building of housing. I think there's going to be a mixture of public and private housing on uh, on mm. this particular site, uh, but they're in desperate need of, of the land and in desperate need of the housing uh, because they have a massive... Um, property shortfall there at the moment, uh, similar to to another country not far away. Uh, um, <laughs> no, in fairness to Singapore, it literally doesn't have much land. Well, so it, it, actually, do you know that 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 it has five and a half million people living on a plot of land that is smaller than Louth. Yeah, right? it's extraordinary. So, yeah. you know, it's one of the most densely populated uh, countries in the world. You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And is it all high-rise? And, it is, yeah, a lot of it is high-rise. All over the yes. place. Well, anyway, so that's that's what they're up against. Um, they have, uh, you know, house prices have gone up by 30% over the last three years. Rents have gone up by 30%. Uh, over the last year and because of the pandemic they weren't building and there's a limited stock and all the usual problems mm. uh, and so they're desperate for the land and so that's uh, that's that's the end of the Singapore Turf Club unfortunately for, huh. for horse racing I've, Very un, uh, unsentimental then kind of decision to yeah, make Yeah, it's, it's in a classic Singapore isn't it? They yeah. are very unsentimental uh, in general really yeah. like you know they're very very practical people uh, No, but presumably their, their population must have risen as well there must be increased demand for homes. There is increased yeah. demand. I think there's quite a few uh, people coming into the country to work as well and uh, yeah and so that's adding that's adding to the to the problems really if, yeah. if, if yeah. you want to call it so that. It, it, like most people in Singapore own their own homes. Is they that, do is that the yeah and it's actually uh, I think they are helped by the government. There's a subsidy paid by the government and over 80% of people in Singapore own their own homes okay. which is quite interesting. That's extraordinary. Yeah. I wonder if it must be one of the highest rates in must the world. Be, actually, yeah. uh, right, uh, China. Uh, now this is a very interesting development uh, for, you know, uh, Cold War students yes. uh, um, would we, we, have the association between Cuba and Russia not anymore. Yeah, so I, I think it's important to say that this is a story that was broken by the Wall Street Journal uh, and I'm saying that because there's a lot of other papers who aren't necessarily running with it and, right, and okay. they're showing that, you know, they're very explicit in saying that it's the Wall Street Journal. Uh, they reported last week that China is looking to set up what they're calling an electronic eavesdropping facility on the island of Cuba and in return they're going to give the Cubans billions of dollars. The Cubans really need money, yes, right? Yeah. They are in dire straits economically at the moment. Inflation, fuel sort- shortages, farm production is down, no cash, so they really could do with the money. Um, the problem, uh, of course, for the United States is that Cuba is only 160 miles away, f- kilometers away from Florida. It's only across the ocean, and many of and their military still own a bit of Cuba, and they, and they still own a bit of Cuba, absolutely. And of course, a, a lot of the 
military bases and military headquarters are, are situated in, in mm. uh, the southern part of the United States. But look, according to the official line from all three people involved, there's no spy base going anywhere, right? So yeah. the White House has basically come out and said that they've seen the report and it's not accurate, but they didn't specify what part of the reports Is weren't, a- ac- yeah. weren't accurate, right? Havana came out, the vice foreign minister dis- dismissed the report as totally mendacious and unfounded, said that it was US propaganda. And the Chinese reaction, I think, was the best one. We're not aware of the case. And as a result, we can't give comment right now, was the quote from them. So they're all, they're all denying it. And why would you? I mean, you're not going to admit that you have a yeah. spy base that kind well, of blows your cover. Really. They're, all, they're all denying it without using the word no. Exactly. Uh, um, so uh, that, that is very interesting because you'd think strategically it would be it Perfect. would be a clever thing for China to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, I, I can't help but wonder why the the US continues to isolate Cuba, which is no threat to anyone at this point, really. You, you know, you'd in, think in so. the days of the Soviet Empire, perhaps you could imagine so. It's 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 ideological, but it's also a thing for getting votes. There are a lot of Cubans, particularly with Trump, Miami. a lot of Cubans yeah. in around that part of the world who really hate the regime. Uh, so it's a big thing. And, and that's interestingly enough, that's probably why Biden hasn't gone as far as Obama did yeah. in getting relations um, sorted out between the two countries. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see if there's actually anything in that or not. Uh, right, uh, the uh, Switzerland we're going to, though, I suppose it's it, it's really more a story that's uh, centred in Italy. This is a, a Swiss billionaire has been jailed. He, he's been, he has been sentenced to 12 right, years okay. in, in jail. Uh, it, it, it's, yes, there is a, quite a big difference there. His name is Stefan Schmidini and uh, he is a billionaire. He made an awful lot of money in construction and raw materials around construction and some of it was a little bit dodgy, right? So back in the 1970s and 1980s, he had a factory in a town in the north of the country called Casale Monferrato, okay, a small population. Most of the town would have worked in his factory making cement, right? And back then, they used to reinforce the mixture, apparently, with asbestos, which we've since discovered is very, very bad for you, causing lung cancer and all sorts of different things. So he has been found guilty of causing the death of 392 people, specifically just 60 people who worked for him, and then 330 residents of this particular town um, in Italy. He... Uh, the factory actually closed in 1986, mm-hmm. um, but workers and, and, and local res- residents obviously conti- continued to suffer over that time. So the case was brought against him and on Wednesday he was sentenced. But Italian law is very, very strange. It's one of the reasons why Silvio Berlusconi never saw the inside of, a, of an Italian jail, right? Yeah. Uh, because you can appeal twice before you get a final sentence oh. passed down to you. So even though he's been sentenced and he should be in jail for 12 years, you don't go until those appeals have been exhausted. And the that Italian can take constitution, years. yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and that can take a very, very long time, as we found out in the case of Berlusconi, particularly if you have money, which presumably this billionaire from Switzerland has. Um, so he's unlikely to see the inside of, of an Italian jail ever, to be honest. Uh, yeah, nonetheless, I suppose this is a significant conviction in terms of precedent. Yeah, it, 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 it would be. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I, I, I suspect that's the case. Yeah, is this fella in... Uh, I am, I'm guessing he's not in Italy at the I moment. I don't Just know, to be, to be honest side. with you, but, but I imagine he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, the uh, uh, Peru we're going to go to uh, next now. Uh, yet another story. That's... that's uh, 
uh, involves artificial intelligence, but no less scary in this instance. Yeah, it, in in one way, and that's why uh, it jumped out at me. Uh, four new Nazca lines in uh, Peru have been discovered. So the Nazca lines, if you know, as you know probably put there sometime between 100 BC and 300 AD. Nobody's really sure what they're about. Uh, They could be deities, they could be irrigation, they could be something to do with astrology. But there's a lot of them. And again, uh, people think of them as being, oh, maybe a few of them in, you know, just a small area. But it's actually in an area of about 500 square kilometres. So about half the size of Carlo, if if we use, again, the county (laughs) reference. And there's, there's about... 370 of them or so, right? Uh, and But they've discovered these. So you, you think to yourself, okay, well, wow, so what? They've discovered four more. But I think it's the way that it's happened, right? So it's been done by researchers at a university in Japan who developed an AI-driven deep learning technology to spot the, li- the lines from satellite images. And so when they do that, they then go to the place, they fly a few drones and planes over it, try to pinpoint the geolocate it, basically. And uh, and then make sure that they found what they found and they have. Yeah. And I suppose it's the technique that's significant in, in that you can do, oh God, sorry, archaeologists, but, you know, you can do archaeology from space, basically, using a computer. Yeah, well, it, w- it will help them to find the lines yeah. that they need to go digging around. I don't think they, they need to put their shovels away just yet, to be yeah. honest with you, but, yeah. uh, but uh, it will help them, yeah. Yeah. Right, uh, Myanmar uh, we're going to go to now and uh, this involves the killing of uh, a very well-known singer there. Yeah, Lily Niang Kwa is her name and she was well-known because of her songs but also because of her support for the military junta there. She's 58-year-old, she grew up in a military family and has always supported the junta quite openly there and this was very much a problem for her. Because obviously there's, there is effectively a war going on there at the moment, right? It, it, it has turned into that. And um, there are going to be victims on both sides. And the supporters of the opposition had always accused her of giving secrets to the military, okay? That mm. resulted then. She'd, she'd record people in her neighbourhood who were protesting. She'd tell on others. She'd give tip-offs about, you know, other celebrities and that kind of thing. And she knew that her life was under threat. Uh, she had said that explicitly. So it wasn't really a surprise to anybody, although it was a shock yeah, uh, yeah. when she was found dead in her in her car just outside her house. She'd been shot dead. So two people have been arrested so far. Um, uh, they've Apparently they've confessed, according, according to the military junta. Um, that might be a bit of a Birmingham Six type confession, to be yes, honest with you. Yeah. Um, so uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen from this. But there is now major concern that there's going to be sort of tit for tat killings. One of the men that have been accused, two of his family members have since been shot. Uh, in oh. retribution, it's thought. So uh, this is something that has ramped up over the last couple yeah. of months. Do they have the death penalty in Myanmar? I don't know. Yeah. I assume they... I'm going to say I think they do, if it's but I don't know. run state, mm, probably, yeah. Uh, if anyone knows, let us know. Uh, yeah. And finally, this is a story that Jonathan probably, uh, if... If you're a regular listener to this lot, you heard about this story first here. Uh, though since then, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of other media have taken it up. So, g- given there's been a, a happy resolution to it, it's great. Yeah, I think we spoke about it three weeks ago. This was the fact that a plane went down in the Colombian jungle. The there were seven people on board. Um, the adults, which included these children's uh, mother, uh, unfortunately died. But the children appeared to have survived. Uh, they, the age range was 11 months up to 13 years of age. And last Friday, I think it was at about 4 p.m., 
um, word came over the radio saying miracle, miracle, miracle. And the reason there was four miracles, because that was the code word for the finding of a child. So Mm. they said it four times. All four children were found. And it was amazing. If you haven't seen this yet, you should have a look at the footage just to see them. Um, I mean, they were very traumatized and they were absolutely skin and bone. But they managed to survive, and it's a, it's an amazing story. And that 13-year-old, my word. Yeah, an absolute uh, hero, it appears. An, an yeah. absolute hero. What should we look out for over the next week or so, Jonathan? Yeah, there's a few things coming up. Um, obviously, the big news today will be to watch out about uh, Watch for Trump and what happens in Florida. Um, mm. World... world World Blood Donor Day is tomorrow and then How also appropriate tomorrow. for those two events. <laughs> <laughs> and then tomorrow uh, is the funeral of Silvio Berlusconi so that'll be interesting in its Wow. Yeah. So tomorrow's the day that'll tripping with pomp. symbolism it must <laughs> be said. Jonathan thanks a million uh, for coming into us. Jonathan uh, DeBurka Butler there. Moncrief weekdays at 2pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.